Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing rendition in what we are going to call season six of the Brethren Podcast, where we talk life and business unfiltered. And when I say we, uh, as you can see, because we have chosen to go live, thanks to our democratic decisions by the board, <laughs> uh, I'm always joined by my illustrious colleagues uh, in no order of importance, but uh, starting off with Dr. Ajamu Loving, PhD, CFP. Uh, those letters mean something. Go look them up. And, uh, Mr. <laughs> Destrian Wells of D. Wells Consulting. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Doing all right. How's everything going, man? Blessed and highly favored. Hey. It's, all, it's all good over here, bro. I, man, I, I absolutely forgot to pull the mic out, so Hopefully the sound is okay, but I, every time I see Doc with the mic, I'm like, man, I effed up, bro. Oh, you you good. You good. Look, you good. Oh, cool. Man. You, that baritone's coming right on through. <laughs> right on through. I'm here with Teddy Pendergrass and Barry White this evening. <laughs> uh, featuring Mays. You're right. <laughs> hey, look, man, okay. stick your toes in the sand and, and relax. Right. We're about to talk business real quick. Hey, but I lost my hat. <laughs> In true Bridger fashion, y'all know we like to uh, we like to have genuine and open conversations about life and business, but we also like to do it uh, with a little something to uh, to, uh, to wet the whistle. Uh, so we'll go around the horn and just see what everybody's sipping on this evening. If you've ever listened before, we can skip over Mr. Wales, but we won't because we do need to know which variety of uh, Hennessy he is drinking tonight. Mr. Mr. Wales, please enlighten us with which which label you're using this evening. All right. So the drink for the evening is uh, Hennessy Privilege, um, double, double splash of Coke on the rocks. Just, just because it's been a while since we've been together, man. Hey, I appreciate. Look, I appreciate you oh, wow. uh, stepping it up for me or us. You know. Wow, <laughs> uh, Doc, what uh, Thunderbird are you drinking on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, AJ. Now, now today I'm doing it. I'm doing a supper with some Tito's, but I mixed it with some cranberry and, and Sprite, so it's like a. A spiked cranberry limeade. Ah, we call that a spritzer, man. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. Doc, Doc tried to I'm make over it here. I, got, I have my vacation shirt on, man. I'm getting ready to perform with Maze in a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put it, drink. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on out there, brother. Look, Doc, that's, that's something you make in a pitcher and serve at a barbecue for everybody, hey, right there. Hey, that's, man. that's a light drink, right there. It keeps you cool. It'll make you sweat a lot. Hey, man. I'm. I, hey, I'm trying to be out here and make my own song. Summer until man. it comes. That's what I'm doing. I'm making my own summer until it man, gets this man, this man basically said he watching his caloric intake so he could be outside with his shirt off. That's what he just hey, said. Hey, man, don't, don't tell all the people what my plans are, <laughs> man. I just, just in case they see me out there with a, you know, with a big old T-shirt on, just like, yeah, it ain't work out. The Twinkies got me, you know? <laughs> so... That Popeye's box is back. They raised it and all that gas is hot. Every um, time I try to do right, here they come. So what's, what's up with you over there, AJ? What we talking about? Yeah, oh, uh, I'm just uh, taking taking small sips of Woodford Reserve. Y'all know me. I'm a, I'm a whiskey drinker. You know, I came out to have a good time. That's all. It's on my mind. Oh, got my money and I got my whiskey. But... um. <laughs> Do we go to the 70s at some point in this? Is this what's going on? This guy he got look, real groovy in here. Give, look, second, give, give, me, give me a time machine if you dare <laughs> and take a ride. Fantastic voyage. All right, but look, we are, we're back for season six of the Bridger Podcast. Y'all know we, you know, we don't have structure, but we got structure. This season, we want to kind of focus on uh, the three L's, uh, and they've been brought to us by Mr. Wells, uh, they are liquidity, longevity, and legacy, right? Um, but based on Mr. Wells' outfit this evening, uh, dressed as the mob boss that he is, I want to focus on legacy, right? Because, you know, <laughs> the man is shining right now. You know, those diamonds, on, bro. Those diamonds and gold will be passed on to the young princes in the household. <laughs> right, man. Look, man, look Pharaoh, I just want to see them all get together and do a Death Row Records picture, like him and all the babies and everything. That's <laughs> make it so. 
Make it so. Matter of fact, look, hey, look, send me, send me Dawson and, and, and Dallas uh, turtleneck size. I have them there tomorrow morning. Just take it on the phone. I don't even need nothing professional. I just need that look. I just need all right. three. You want, this, this is you want this same background, though? <laughs> oh, I got the background. I got, I got the background. I, y'all see the background. <laughs> We're trying to be uniform this season, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> for the times that you will see us in video form, we'll be uniform. So I appreciate everybody for being on one accord with that. But let's talk legacy a little bit. But before we do, in true Bridger fashion, uh, it is a great day. And a great time to see you all again. Uh, Deshaun, you and I have fellowshiped a few times uh, in person, Doc, soon and very soon. Uh, but uh, here's to a wonderful conversation being had, gems and crumbs being dropped, and hopefully somebody can pick them up and they taste good. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, bros. All right. But like I said, let's, let's, let's talk legacy a little bit. Um, and we, we, we talked prior to this and, you know, I threw out the idea of breaking legacy down, right. Um, because it can be, it can, it can be seen in three, three phases of source. You know, you've got your immediate legacy. You know, a lot of people ask you what you, you know, what's going to happen, you know, your five to 10 year plan, 15 to 20, uh, you know, in those increments and being the, being at the stage in life that we are, you know, that legacy really starts to begin within the next, you know, we, we can we can say 15 to 20 years. Right. You know, we're not, you know, 15 years old and 10 years from now, we're going to be 25. And now we got to think about a legacy at 25. Not necessarily. You still you know, you still got time to mature and grow. But now being in our 30s and 40s, you know, 20 years from now is going to be retirement age. So what is our immediate legacy? What's our foreseeable legacy? And what's our unforeseen legacy in those terms? What what is what is the legacy that we're thinking of that we know for a fact we won't even see or hear about it, but we plan for it and we envision it in terms of, oh, you know, 120 years from now, the name still going to stand strong, that kind of thing. So just real quick, I'm going to go around the horn and plus I got to go check this roast in the oven. So I'll start. I'll start with you, DJ, because you, you know, we get the three L's from you, uh, but legacy for you and not ne- you don't necessarily have to go into the, the, the three phases of it, but legacy to you. Uh, number one, how important is it um, mm-hmm. and, and what does it really mean to you? All right. So uh, the first thing I'll say is, you know, liquidity, longevity, legacy, that doesn't belong to me. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work in a space where, you know, great ideas are, are shared and, and given. And uh, actually, one of my clients, one of the organizations I work with, they they ran with that as their mantra for for a few years. But when I think about the three L's in general, I, I think about us as a people, us as a culture, and the fact that we need to create more awareness around this third L that AJ is leading off with tonight. You know, a lot of us are focused on, you know, we. If you, if you talk to people, you know, I think a lot of us are, are willing to get up and go get money. We're willing to work. We're willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. And, you know, I commend our community for that because where a lot of folks think that, you know, uh, some things are above them. I will not do this. I will not do that. You know, most of the people I know are willing to do whatever it takes within legal means to earn money, to pr- protect and provide for their family. And I'm a big admirer of that. So hats off to, to, to you all. The second thing is, what do you do when you get it? And how do you then transition or transfer your value system to those that are around you or just within your sphere of influence? And so legacy comes in a few parts. The first part it comes in, obviously, is with your immediate family. So how important is that? Well, for me, it's crucial. You know, when both my boys were born, the first thing I did besides sign their name on a birth certificate was try to figure out how fast can I get them insured and what would the cash value of those policies be over time? How fast could I own them so that I could repurpose them for their education, fund it, and then, you know, secure additional insurance for them, things of that nature. So, again, being in this industry, I'm fortunate enough to understand how other families, other cultures are creating a legacy for their offspring. And so for me, it's vital not to allow there to be any type of gap 
between what happens for mine and what happens for theirs. Now, in some places, we call these micro advantages. And in, 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 in true form, a lot of us enjoy micro advantages that we don't really understand. For me, it's an information advantage, right? So I have access to information that maybe everyone else doesn't, but only my ability to act on it creates a competitive advantage for my kids. So a legacy is tremendously important for me in terms of my kids. But then there are other things that you want to survive even well beyond that. You know, what What does our family's name mean? Like your family crest, your family motto, the, the Wellses are known for doing X. We take care of our community. We help everyone. We do this, we do that. For me, I want that to be literacy. When you think about what it is I provide to the culture and to the community, I want it to be around literacy. I'm not even talking about money. I'm just talking about making sure that there's a legacy of literate African-American people and just culturally underserved and underrepresented communities being put in a better situation over the long term. Hey, Dallas, how are you? Go downstairs. So Dallas just made a brief appearance. He always wants to come in. But again, man, like from, from, from the standpoint of why is important, I don't think there's any bigger why in my life than my legacy. Now the other things become intermediate steps to getting there. And so for me, I put that above everything. And then that influences my decision-making matrix because now I'm concerned with the outcome that lives longer than me. It outlasts me, is more important than me, and is going to impact more people than just my immediate group. So, you know, that's at, at, at a high level, that's what it is. And we can dig into it um, a, a, as you see fit. But I'll pass to you, Doc. Yeah, yeah, Doc, and and I and I want you to kind of address in there too, as uh, DJ mentioned. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm gonna come back to it. Go ahead. What what, what does uh -huh. legacy mean for you? And uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, it's funny, man, because I think that this answer has changed for me over time. Like, if you had asked me this question when I was thirty. I would talk to you about certain things that I want to have accomplished at that, you know, at that point, at that point, I was probably a little bit more money, um, money conscious or hungry or whatever you might say, but I would like, I counted where I wanted to be in terms of net worth balances. And that's, that wasn't the only metric that I used, but it was a prominent metric in my overall sort of, um, mental calculus of what I thought my impact was or what I felt like I was doing and what I felt like I would leave. And that's what a legacy is really about. It's about um, what it is that you leave when you go. And what's become apparent to me over time is that the most impactful legacy is the one that you can leave on people like the way in which they feel about you or learned from you or grew with you or grew closer to you, right? Or were inspired by you. And so now it's like, <clears throat> it still boils down to a set of, of tasks and then opportunities that you have to leverage in order to be able to leave the type of opportunities for anybody, right? It's about doing certain things at certain times, being that person that can teach when it's time to teach or reach a person when it's time to reach them or provide for your family and provide for those who love you and who have supported and protected you um, when you're no longer there to be able to provide for them. It's sort of a mindset in a lot of ways, right? Uh, so I think a lot of people suffer from, from being, from, from myopia, being my myopic, the very short-sighted, right? Everything is about the two inches in front of your face. And let me tell you, life comes at you fast in general, but when you're in a position of disadvantage or your, you know, your finances are messed up or you're in poor health or whatever set of circumstances that you have that can make things difficult for you, 
it can make it tough for you to make decisions, solid decisions that are actually going to lead you to where it is that you want to go. Actually, a lot of times it's hard to think about where you want to go when you're fighting for the inches in front of your face. So I understand that, you know, I, this is far from a universal thing. But um, when you're talking about being able to conceive of what happens not just when you've run your race but like what's going to be left after you i feel like there's a little bit of a luxury that we have in that but like most luxuries it comes from some form of work that had to be done by you or supplied to you from somebody else to be able to get you to be in that position of relative luxury to think about moving beyond yourself and the liquidity and longevity factors that everybody has to think about, to think about leaving a legacy, which is kind of why I'm glad you started it out this way, because it gives us some perspective to look at things more broadly and then maybe break it down into some of the more specific steps. But when you think about leaving a legacy, it's the culmination of what it is that you've done and how you started to direct it. And if you fail to direct it, and I think that's why Destrian was pointing to such direct actions that he took on as soon as his kids drew breath. He's like, I am preparing them for the futures that I have for them. And those futures will persist whether I persist or not. That is that is leadership. That is taking the bull by the horns and taking responsibility. That's what being a man is about. If people want to be going around throwing or distilling things about what it is to be manly and who's a man and who not and disagree a man, all the rest of this. Look, man, making sure that you make provision for the people that means something to you, that have sold into you, that have given to you, that you are responsible for. That, for me, you know, I you call me wrong if you want to, but that's what I look at is, is you know, the provision that men provide. Now, that's not the only thing we provide. That's not the only thing we are. I'm just saying this is a part of what we do. And so you should be legacy minded if you are abundance minded and you're doing the things that you need to do to get there. Then you can start to be proactive about thinking about what it is that I want to leave, what it is that I want to accomplish. But I encourage you to think people first. Some of the biggest bonuses that have come to me have come in the form of just words spoken to me by students who became graduates, who are alums who donate to their institutions, who are who have families and children, uh, people who love them and employees and other people who depend on them. Like that's life. That's important. Impacting those people is where the lion's share of your legacy is going to go. Now, I'm not saying that planning the financials isn't important because that is going to be an indication of what you really think, what you really feel and what you intend to do. People say a lot of things. What you do is really much, much more of an indicator of where your heart was and what your thoughts were and what you desired for your actual impact to be. So I know I talk too much. So y'all go ahead. (laughs) You doing what you doing, what doc does. You hey, doing AJ, what we expect you to do. Before you before you move on, let me respond to something that Doc said because mm-hmm. that last piece, like a lot well, of people. Real quick, I just want to throw yep. in here because uh, Doc threw out a word, threw me off for a second, and I had to rephrase it in my mind, myopic. Um, so y'all know, you know, I like to keep it above board for some people. You know, myopic, lacking imagination, foresight, or intellectual insight. So it just means you blind, you know. So. Uh, you know, Doc yeah. threw that word out there, threw, threw that PhD word very, out there. Tend to be very short-sighted in many ways and not be able to think about these other things. But you think about it. And when you have a lot coming at you, it can be difficult to, to get past all of that initial stimulus. So it's stimuli. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just going to follow up quickly before you transition, bro. Like, I don't want people to think that we're talking about this from this um, this utopic space right. where it's you just wake up and it happens because you definitely got to put the work in, but I see our community doing the work. 
Now it's about understanding the resources you need to tap into and structuring it right. So when, when Doc is talking, now we're talking about becoming visionaries for our families. Like this is the same, like if, if you're the CEO of your family, you need to have a vision. You need to have a mission. You need to have a purpose. You need to know why y'all moving the way you're moving. And you need to be able to communicate that in a clear, concise way to get the family on board. I talk to my kids. I got a three-year-old, two-month-old. Y'all, y'all seen me with Dallas. I talk to Dallas like a little, a little guy, like a little man. Yes, he gets to be a child and he can play, but I want him to understand how to communicate. And I think we forget that communication is the essence of leadership. Like if you can get the communication right, you can get buy-in at levels that you couldn't even imagine. And so that's something that I'm actively still working on, even on where I am now. But what I wanted to just quickly point out, what you're talking about, Doc, is not only vision, being a visionary, but it's sacrifice. So you're going to have to have you're going to have to have a willingness to sacrifice some things. And it's not necessarily always money. Sometimes it's it's not being able to um, do some of the things that you want to do. Not that you need to do them, just want to do them. Understand, really delineating the needs and wants for the long term. You can live a great life longer term if you're not making bad decisions on the front end. And so what I wanted to do, one of the reasons why I wanted to put that buffer in place for my kids was because, again, micro advantages. I noticed that other cultures get to make more mistakes than we do because there's some there's some built in guardrails for them. So if I could do that for my kids, but then it turn around, explain to them, listen, you have every advantage in life but I'm going to hold you responsible because you have every advantage in life. And I want you to understand that you have it, not just that it's going to be a walk in the park. So creating a legacy is also about holding people to account and having a standard for those that, you know, you allow to be in your space. So if I can't trust you with my kids and you don't have their best interest and in what I want, ultimately what I want and what I hope they would agree that they want their legacy to be, you can't even be around me at this point in my life. I'm not even keeping that type of energy around me because it does nothing for me long term. So I'm 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 good on that. Um I think I don't, you know, like I said, we didn't we didn't plan to come in talking about this. Y'all asked me before we clicked the button what we were gonna talk about. Uh, but I think it is important now that we're, you know, kind of fleshing this thing out, like DJ always say. I think it's important that we start with the end in mind, right? You know, we got to know where we trying to go so that we can plan how we going to get there. You know, instead of just planning a, a route forward and now we get to this fork and road and be like, okay, well, what's next, left or right? If we know which direction we ultimately intend to arrive at uh, or which destination is off in the near future, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, it can better help us plan, plan accordingly. You know, you put in the GPS where you want to go and it might show you two or three routes and let you know this route don't have no tolls. So if you're trying to save some money, go this way. This route is better on gas. So go this way. And if you just want to take the scenic route, take this route. And now you can pick and choose which route you want to go, um, you know, but it's all based on your destination. It's not based on, you know, just driving forward. Right. Um, but DJ, you also kind of mentioned something and I want to I want to touch on that a bit, too. Uh, but I also want to acknowledge the liquidity of legacy, right? You know, Doc kind of kind of alluded to that, where he said, you know, if you would have asked him some years ago what his definition and you know what he saw in terms of legacy, it would have been a much different answer because it was mostly money driven. And now it's more of a what kind of impact will I leave? You know, in terms of my legacy, ultimately, I might not leave. You know a million dollars to my alma mater so that they name a building after me. But, you know, my name still is recognized as a person who brought, you know, who brought joy or something to people, you know, that is, you know, that may be more of a legacy for people versus the monetary aspect of, you know, leaving behind millions and philanthropy and things of that nature. And then also, you know, we, we also can acknowledge a balance of, you know, multitudes of things. Uh, but also we mentioned, Closing the gap for that legacy, right? DJ, you mentioned that where uh, your legacy needs to include a contention plan to where, you know, what happens if there is a gap? 
if somebody along the line kind of screws up a little bit, how is that gap closed so that the legacy continues and it doesn't abruptly end at some point? Because, you know, if we're if we're running an enterprise, you know, 120 years from now, a third cousin may end up in the seat of leadership. How do we make this foolproof? I think it was, I, I forgot who it was, DJ or Doc, one of y'all probably know. It was Warren Buffett or somebody along those lines that said, you know, make this, make the company, you know, make it run so smoothly that even an idiot can run it because pretty soon one will. You know, yeah. and, we, and you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. our legacy needs to have contention plans placed in there for all kinds of scenarios. It may not even be because an idiot is, you know, you know, in control of the legacy, it could be because of an outside idiot that's influencing things that, 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 you know, that, that disrupt the legacy. So I want to, I want to touch on those two things, um, closing the gap for legacy and then kind of hinting at the liquidity of the legacy, how it does change and shift because obviously our legacy and what we think of it is going to end when we end our plan for it is in place, obviously, but down the line, somebody is going to take that that vision of this legacy and it's going to have to be revised. It's going to have to be updated. You know, it's going to have to be, you know, renovated in a sense to be brought up to date. Like, hey, you know, you wanted, you know, you wanted everybody to have, you know, free gas, everything electric now. You know, so now we got to update this this legacy of yours to fit the times. Um, so I, I want to just take a little bit of time to, to focus on that. Like I said, closing the gap for the legacy, the contention. Uh, in that place, uh, because a lot of the other, you know, and y'all both spoke about it, how you know a lot of what legacy is in most people's minds is going to be monetary based, right? Right. Uh, but Doc, you really brought it in and put it in perspective. Hey, it's not just going to be money. It's a lot of people that just left money. And no I mean, we don't we don't really look at those people the same way we might have back then. You know, the big names and. Yeah, man. Who gives it? How, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, you know, those big names. And like now, you know, knowing what we know now about a lot of these large institutions of legacy is like, hey, they they weren't the best people. Not, you know, specifically those, but y'all know what I mean. Where it's like, hey, hey, how, how much money did Maya Angelou have when she died? Do you even know? Nobody even nobody's even brought that up. I would, legacy I would guess that nobody has even uttered that sentence. I wonder how much money. Maya Angelou had when she shout died. out shout out to all the ladies it's uh, International Women's Day yeah no it's yeah it's a great time to actually say International it. Women's it's, Month as well because <clears throat> at the end of the day man or like, no it's Women's History Month I'm tripping yeah International oh, Women's I, Day is Women's History Month, <laughs> History Month. there we go there yeah. we go my my point was that you know impact and your legacy is is definitely definitely about more than money now it would surprise me but i'm often surprised about how unprepared people are in terms of estate planning and what happens when they pass away you know it even people who are very successful in in lots of other ways just don't this is not one of those things, especially in that in the black community that we have, um, you know, we have some families that do it all the time and they they're great when it comes to making sure that people are insured. They have, you know, they've they've set up college plans for kids and grandkids using insurance. And so you have some people who have created tremendous opportunity within the black community using insurance, too. But there are a lot of people who still don't really understand it, don't really trust financial companies in general, are hesitant to purchase insurance because somehow they feel like insurance, buying insurance on something is more likely to make it end up happening. I've heard that, too. Right. So there are a lot of things that I think when you're talking about uh, about leaving a legacy, it's a it's a move of uh, it's a confident move. It's an optimistic move. Even when you're talking about buying life insurance, when you're knowing about the, the eventuality of your own death. Right. But you buy life insurance that are, is passing proceeds on to the next generation. And, and hopefully you've left them more than just the money which means that they have 
some strong idea of what it is that you want them to do with it. What is it that you want to them to accomplish? Right. So when we start talking about about closing gaps within the black community, we can't afford for opportunities to be missed. Right. Every person who has a who has a life, who has a family that they care about, that ha- who has something that they like to leave a uh, leave some form of legacy, a financial legacy, too. And you have the means to do so. I'd, I'd highly encourage you to really consider it and look how it fits into your overall plan and maybe talk to a fun, to some financial professionals that can that can guide you to a, through a comprehensive process where you look at all of what you want to accomplish, including those uh, those those desires to be a benefactor. But like that's you're worth it. See, when you start taking control and start thinking about things in a proactive way, like I'm going to do this, 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 and this, these are the things that I want to accomplish. That is in my mind, one of those things that's saying, oh, wow, he's got confidence in himself. He, he has things that he wants to accomplish. He's so determined to accomplish them that even if he's dead, he still wants them done. Right. That right there is dedication, my friend. Right. And so like I am committed to my family's success and the people who I love, their success and the people who love and support me also their success. And I want to create means to make sure that they have the opportunity to get there. And I do it in a whole bunch of different ways. But you most certainly are going to see that it's done with my own personal finances. That's just gonna happen. So, DJ, so DJ, the- DJ, hold on, because I, I want you. I want. I look like 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 the poster say with Uncle Sam. I want you specifically to talk about what I'm about to tell you right now. I just put it in the chat because it was a note, but I'm sending it right now because you have always, um, always talked about it, always alluded to it, high key, low key, middle key of what it takes to really embrace planning and envisioning a legacy. And it takes a lot of unselfishness because it is going to be without you. You know, when you really talk about legacy, you're not going to see it. You will not be here. A, A few people get a little bit of their flowers while they're here, but for the vast majority of people, you don't see your true legacy. Now, so, you up there, you see it. So I want you to really hone in on the unselfishness that yeah. it takes. Go ahead. So, I mean, I was I was actually kind of headed down this this road anyways. You you know me well anyway, bro. So see, I would I would just push back on you slightly. I, I think you do get an opportunity to see it, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing the things you need to do while you're present. But you have to be present for it. So that's why I said it's a, it's an opportunity cost. It's a sacrifice. It's a trade-off. I may have to forego a promotion that might not be life-changing so that I can coach my kids at some point. I might have to say no to an opportunity to stand on the stage and speak so that I can be present for an event for my kids, my wife, or one of y'all because it, it matters to me. I want you to know how I feel about you. I want us to have memories, bonds, and, and things that bind us together in such a way that I do know. And I think a lot of us miss out on the opportunity of understanding that because inherently people are slightly selfish because you're trying to accomplish something. And so one of the things I'm realizing is I can get what I need done without, without not being present. Being present is more important than anything to me at this point. In my life, I want to be present for people because at some point I'm going to need them to be present for me. Now, as it relates to like the the, the factor of being unselfish, insurance and a legacy is 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 not for the dead; it's for the living. It's to inspire and to encourage a better way forward, hopefully, and to impart lessons and wisdom upon the next generation so that they are not repeating the mistakes of the past. You've often heard me say that, you know, a lot of people, they love to tout experience. And, and that's fine if that's your perspective on life. I do not want to have to experience everything bad to know it's bad. If you tell me 
I believe you. Okay. Experience is a tremendously expensive teacher and I do not need to continually take that class. So for me, it would be selfish of me not to share what I'm learning, what I, what I'm gaining, not only with my kids, but the same mechanism in the way that we're doing right now. If we know something, we should share it. Right. And I also think that, you know, um, these things, you just type it, you know, it can be traumatizing. Imagine repeatedly in your family, every time someone unfortunately passes away, the only thing you have to hold on to is not only the grief, but then the financial constraints and all the other things that come behind it, because dying is a business and I want to die well, resentment, you know, resentment. and it's a it business. Create resentment and create yes. trauma. It creates a cycle. It and yeah. it's it's I, Doc, you know, I saw Doc light up when you said that because I, I already know like this is definitely y'all, yeah. you know, one of the things that y'all really, you know, talk about a lot professionally. Um, mm-hmm. So I know it is it is a passion uh, for both of y'all when it comes to this particular subject. And what's what's I think what what I really want to help tie in this season. Uh, because we've always hinted at, you know, insurance and, you know, we've always talked about just overall. But I think I really want to hone this season in on, you know, the legacy portion and the steps to take to do it, because all of the steps are going to be present. Right. All of the steps are going to have to be taken now. You can't you like, you know, you're not going to be able to plan a lot of these things for, you know, years from now because it needs to happen now. Like you can't be like, oh, well, I'm going to get insurance, you know, in a few years when everything is all right. And it's like you need to think about a sacrifice that you need to make now to be able to afford something like insurance. Right. Like, you know, you're going to have to like DJ say, like, you're going to have to give up something to be more present for the people in your lives, you know, like. I've been in that place before where I was working two jobs and my wife told me, you know, we're not spending as much time together. It sounds crazy that it's like, well, you know, it's two checks coming in. But, you know, when it comes to what really matters, like Doc always say, and I don't want to be the first person to say it this episode, but I'm going to say it. (laughs) It's people over things. Right. Your things aren't going to come to your funeral. You know, your big screen TV, your cars, your clothes ain't going to show up at your funeral and say that was a great man or that was a great woman. The people will. And if you're the person who wasn't present or the person who wasn't there, you either going to not have nobody show up or you're going to have a whole bunch of people up there lying and everybody going to know that they lying. A funeral is a good place to put on, put on, put on airs like the old folks say. And, you know, I know for a fact, me, you and you don't want to be the people that people got to put on airs for us while we here and when we gone. Nah, bro. So, I, you know, I I just want to I want to I wanted to definitely, you know, big up y'all, because this is something that y'all have instilled in me a lot. You know, from when we first when we first started this to now, you know, there's multiple insurance policies running around here. And, you know, DJ just recently put me on to some new some new things. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, boy. And, and I will just, you know, I just want to say that, like, you know, insurance, just like anything else, the, the types of uh, special uh, bills and whistles and other things that you have uh, as a part of the overall policy can differ as well as the price. So when we're talking about making sure that you provide for your family, you know, you can get uh you know a half a million dollar policy for depending on your age as little as like 50 60 bucks a month right and the reason i say i'm saying that is because you know that's a large death benefit with not you know a, a lot now you don't have cash value and all of these other elements working for you as a part of the whole thing and but but the important 
deal when you're doing that is it's just the death benefit. You are buying insurance to say you don't make money off your car insurance or homeowners insurance either, right? This is about making sure that all of the things that you're working for while you're alive and the people you're trying to provide for, if something happens to you, then you can, you know, then they're, they're immediate. As you talked about, liquidity needs can be met. And even in many cases, should you have the ability to provide sufficient death benefit, they can start to looking towards longevity and creating their own legacy, even in your absence. Right. And so this whole process, and that's why you'll hear me always say, Hey, you know, I want you to consult with, with financial professionals. I want you to learn this as much as you can, but also this is, you know, this is a part of an overall process when you're talking about the financial planning elements of it, where you need to be looking at all of the things that are necessary for you. Now I will tell you as a person who does this and teaches other people how to do it, we always talk to you about the insurance first, because the fact is, we have to assume that the worst thing could happen and happen immediately, which is when we're talking about uh, uh, leaving a legacy or happening or something happening where a person dies and now there are these immediate needs. We ha- we can't assume that, oh, you're going to die at a convenient time. Right. We have to assume you're going to walk out of our office and get hit by a bus. And that's why we need to make sure that you're bonded as soon as possible with the appropriate amount of death benefit so that the insurance does what insurance is supposed to do, which is meet the needs of people and replace loss. Okay. And so that that loss could be tremendously great depending on the potential of the individual and what they were working up to, or it could be just as as small as a policy to to bury an individual, but that is what it's about. And so um, all of the other elements that could potentially be added, depending on your overall financial situation and what's necessary and what the constraints are around, it could go in a lot of different directions, but the mindset in the first place of recognizing that your life can be so abundant that you can enjoy it and not just think about what can happen while you're living it, but what can happen for people long after you're gone is one amazing feeling and one that I think you should break, embrace and understand that it's something that you can actually accomplish and people have done it and you can do it too in numerous uh, types of ways that will give you your flowers while you're here because you'll start to see some of the fruits of that labor pay off. And you'll also know that there'll be fruit that's born long after you're gone. And that's a nice feeling too. So, Doc, when you when you um when you break it down in those terms, I'll just reverse engineer it for uh, for people who may have missed it. So we talked in the beginning um, about beginning with the end in mind. So we're starting with legacy and working backwards. If if something were to happen to me or any of us and we were able to to provide said, you know, um, income, it's, it's the last thing we can ever do for our families. The last so you want to make sure it's significant. But if you've done the, 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 the minute work that you've done, the details, you've taught them how to handle liquidity. You've helped them understand what it looks like to create longevity. Once something happens to you, they just now have the resources to go run the plays that you've been calling this entire time. The problem is we often wait until... It's the fourth quarter, it's fourth and 10, and we're throwing a Hail Mary. And we have to stop doing that. Like, we don't have to do it that way. We need to talk about these things. Yeah, we we need to talk about these things because it's too late to get insured when, you know, uh, granddaddy's sick. sick. It's, 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 It's too late. And I'm not saying insurance is the end all be all. But we have to understand its power and what it could do for our community. I tell people all the time, only one generation has to be poor. And now the rest is a decision that you and your family members are either collectively making or you are allowing them to not not um, give you the bandwidth or space that you need to go make those decisions for your immediate household. So 
it's, 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 it's critical, um, in my humble opinion, that we get beyond calling the play fourth down. We have to start calling these plays early, indoctrinate our children into understanding how to handle cash flow, which is the liquidity, how to understand parts of investing, which is the longevity. And that's created by the legacy that you live. Somebody has to be first. Somebody has to go first. And until that starts to happen, we can't create these generational things because what you talked about, you know, my goal would be to put, put this into a trust for these kids. I would know before I ever passed away that Dallas's children, Dawson's children, and their families are going to be provided for in a fairly significant way because I properly planned. And AJ, you asked earlier about building guardrails. So if someone ran off the road just a little bit, trust do that for you because you can't get it if you're doing certain things. You can't get it for certain expenditures and what have you. And it's not to punish anyone. Again, it's about accountability because you're building a family tree and you want other people to be able to pick fruit off of it, not just someone just make it barren and, and strip it. And so, you know, again, when you think about being an unselfish, you're looking generations down the road. So when you think about the Carnegie's, the Rockefellers, yes, they may have been financially focused, but that allowed them to go out and do some significant things as hearts and minds begin to change over time. Like you said, adapting with time and changing as things change around you and environments change. It's not that we're trying to control from beyond the grave, but again, micro advantages, creating every advantage you can for the people you love and care about and making sure that they're good people exercising their advantages and their privileges. And this is exactly why I have these conversations with y'all. Um, and I want to, I want to put this disclaimer out. <laughs> None of us sell insurance. I know a lot of our conversations you know, we, we, we get on that kick and we talk, we talk heavy about it because we understand the power of it. Right. Like we know it's place. It's not one of those things that honestly should be in the realm of maybe <laughs> elected, you know, it's not an elective. It should be some, some kind of mandatory Real quick, quick Google search average funeral costs seven to twelve thousand dollars in America. A, a, a term, a basic term, no conversion credits or none of that. A basic term for 20 years for fifty thousand dollars probably costs like five to ten bucks a month. I'm just spitballing here because I know how much a half a million of 20 year term costs, right? Conversion credits and all included. And I'm still under 40 bucks a month, right? And we talking about an average funeral cost of seven to 12,000. How many people don't have that? So when doc says something like basic death benefits, imagine what putting away 10 to 20 bucks a month could do for your family in terms of when that time does come, because it will, what 50 grand can do funerals covered your, you, you know, your $10,000 worth of credit card debt is handled. And there's still a little bit of change left over to put 10 up for the kids that could possibly grow with some interest in a money market or something like that. And another five or two to, you know, do something else, right. Go on a nice trip to handle your grief. 50 grand. We ain't even talking big bank books, like three, 400, 500 grand, buy a whole new house, buy a car. You know, we talk about basic, right? So it's like, I don't want people to get it twisted and think that we out here trying to sell insurance because y'all ain't never heard it. But by the way, this episode is brought to you by LaFlight87.com, DWellsConsulting.com, and LovingConsulting.com. We appreciate your business, your listens, and your trust. Yeah. That was, that was a real nice, very nice voice switch right there. That was really good. Hey, look, look, look. Well done. Well done. Now, I know. learned from look. I look. I got Teddy P. I got Teddy P. and Barry W. on here. I got. I got to have something. I got to have something, man. I got to pull from somewhere. But um, y'all know, y'all know. You know, we 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 we've been at this for a minute, and this is not a new topic that we're talking about, right? We've literally talked about the three L's before. 
But this season, like I said, we really want to dive into it. And I'm glad that we've abruptly chosen to go from the end to the beginning. And DJ, I liked how you kind of set up the liquidity when we're talking cash flow. We're going to get to that. The longevity, investments, and, you know, bringing, continue, continuing the cash flow, bringing it up. But we're going to talk, we talked about the legacy tonight. And y'all know in true Brethren fashion, we like to give people the tangibles. Um, so I'm coming to you now. You know, we talked heavy about insurance, so you definitely mentioned that. But, Doc, you really brought in a piece that is often overlooked, especially because a lot of people, including ourselves, can at different times be focused on the money aspect of your legacy. It's like, all right, well, how much money I'm going to leave when I die? All right, I got a half a million dollar life insurance policy. When I dip, they get a half a million, everybody good. It's like, hey, hold on now. <laughs> are, there any, are there any guardrails in place? You know, how did you treat people? Because you could have treated everybody like SHIP, not with the P, but with a T. And now your 500,000 don't mean nothing because half of them don't even want it because it's coming from you. Now what your legacy mean? So, you know, when we really talking about legacy, I appreciate the fact that you all, you know, continuously push more than just the money. Because oh, yeah. everybody's so money driven now. And don't get me wrong. I said it before. Money can't buy happiness, but it can damn sure help you figure out what can and can't make you happy. A Ferrari might not make you happy, but if you got enough money, you go find out if it do or it don't. <laughs> right. So I, I appreciate the fact that y'all, you know, y'all constantly, you know, weave that into it where it's like, hey, it ain't it ain't just money. How much time did you give these people? that you love, like, and care about? Because you can't really say that you cared about them and you never showed up for nothing that was important to them, right? right. Um, so, Bredra Fashion, round the table, let's talk about the tangibles of what to do now and the importance of doing right. And when I say doing right, doing right and doing right by people. Let's go. Doc, you can take it first and then DJ, it's on you. Yeah, so I'll say, and I'm going to keep it short because I honestly think that it is a simple thing. Like, you need to recognize that within you is something that's special about you that only you can deliver and do it the way that you do, right? And I think it's important for you to find that thing, and I think it's important for you to do that thing. And if you can make a living doing that thing, then wonderful. But what you will do doing that thing that's special about you is that you will impact people because everything that is a real special thing about a person, like those really special people, like that one real talent that you have, other people, even if it's a thing that seems smaller, crazily imperceptible, some people can just make other people happy. They know how to get a smile out of a person, no matter how bad their day is going. It's a major, it's it's a weird talent. I don't know if you'd ever get paid for that, but people have been paid for such things. But my point is recognize that every day that you draw breath is an opportunity for you to leave a new type of legacy with each individual you encounter. Right. And you can if you're mindful about that, you can also be very mindful about the legacy that you're going to be able to leave on the people that you care about and leave that legacy in a way that it's very clear that your values are being passed on with it, that you talk to them about what's important to you and why it's important that you left this legacy to them and what it is that you want them to be able to accomplish in their lives and the type of impact that they'll be able to make. And there's one thing, like you don't get to decide from the grave what everybody else gets to do, but you do get to decide what types of things you support, right? And you want that that money, that energy, that ethos, that everything that's about you to be able to speak to the people who come after you is like, nah, this ain't this ain't what a Wales does. This ain't what a Woodson does. You know what I mean? This is nah, this, this you know, I, this is not loving behavior. Right. That's how you want people to feel about what it is that you left, what it is that you do, who it is that you are. And so while I encourage you to think all about, you know, more about uh, people than, than money, I want you to recognize that also 
what it is that you decide to do is going to be a big part of how people see you. And one of the biggest things you can do is decide what you're going to do with your resources, your finances, your time, your money. And so be mindful about that. Stay focused on it and handle business. That's what I got, basically. And remember that people are more important than things, as always. <laughs> it ain't an episode unless it's said by the man. <laughs> Go ahead, DJ. You know, I, I, just, I look, I got to give you. I didn't want to be the first one to say it this episode, <laughs> but it happened. But I, look, it can't look, it sounds different when you say it too. It's like you just. Like I gotta throw, I gotta look. I throw it on there at the last minute. Like, oh, I forgot to put garnish on there, but you put it in there. Like, it's the cream that goes over the. You know, <laughs> that's the sauce that just get drizzled. People are more important than things. You I'm, know, you just, just come I'm, off a cloud. I'm, I'm yeah, it's I'm, like look, it's like the uh, like, like the like the, like the rainbow really going to make that roast beautifully like the, like, adorned. Look, like the rainbow, speaking, the rainbow. The more you know, you're like do do do. He got the berlays, the berlay sauce. <laughs> Nice, nice. Go ahead. But, uh, I'll, I'll wrap us up with this, man. Um, you guys kind of know I, I had to find, I had to find the things in life. I tried to find some things that I could attach myself to. That, regardless of what I was doing, where I was, I had a purpose in, in being there. And so I didn't. I could stop relying on other people to motivate me. Um, I could stop relying on other people to be responsible for if if I felt value any of those things so you know if you find me on ig it says empower engagement execution right power engage execute my 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 advice would be those three things those are what work for me and i'll tell you why but now you need to go find your why i can't give you that you have to dig internally for that and that's going to be the thing that's going to allow you to get up and keep going and, and do this important work of building a legacy um, so for me, empowerment, empowerment is about giving people actionable information. I can do that at every level of my life. I can go into corporate and do that. I can do that with my children. I can do that with my friends, but I want to empower people every day. I want to wake up and on some level, I want to empower somebody. Second thing is engagement. I'm a firm believer that the only way you learn is by doing. So you have to engage, you know, um, whether it's, being uh, coming to listen to a podcast like this or others or just, you know, taking part in personal development activities, you need to engage in what we like to affectionately call the human experience. And that is one of the only ways you're going to be able to help um, influence the behavior of others, but also be influenced by others. So engagement. And the last piece, huge piece, execution. How can I help people be better at making decisions and carrying out a plan. So those three things are the areas that I feel like I needed to focus on. And maybe you could draw some, some sharp contrast in terms of focusing on how do I get from point A to point B, creating a legacy, share powerful information, engage with people, become a, not necessarily a subject matter expert, but become proficient in the execution of said plan and then teach other people how to do it, rinse and repeat throughout your entire family and your community. Empowerment, engagement, execution. It sound like he, they sound like he broke that down, didn't it? Like you pulled out of his pocket at the Oscars and said, I don't have a speech except for the one that I've prepared, but he didn't. I live, bro. It's organic, man. This is organic what we do and I appreciate you gentlemen as always. Uh, for coming and sharing this space and this time with me. I could not do this without y'all. I'm not uh, as versed in the subject matter that we talk about uh, as you all are. I need you all here. It's, you know, I am, I only know what I know because of you all. Um, and that brings me to one of the points that I'll mention shortly, but um, you can find uh, these gentlemen online at uh, dwellsconsulting.com. Uh, empower, engage, execute on Instagram and Facebook. Dr. Ajamu Loving on Instagram and Facebook. Dr. Loving on money and you. This is catchy. If you got to say it and then you think it, it's like a triple entendre or something like that. You know, it's loving on money and you. Love on yourself. Love on the money. 
have a balance, something <laughs> like that. You, I ain't come up with that. Doc had that before we before we, before we <laughs> met me. I can't even take credit for you. But when I saw it, I was like, that's sexy. But yeah. Um, Where can we find you, AJ? You can find me at St. Louis rolling on doves. Never, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can find me at uh, 2488MMBB on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at MMBBGW.com. Um, but I want people to understand the power of positivity. I was talking with a friend today and I, you know, I hit, a, I hit one of my friends up and, you know, we haven't talked in a while. You know, it, you know, no, 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 no beef in that. We just hadn't talked in a while. Uh, and I, you know, I, I saw her making some moves and things and I just decided to hit her up out the blue. And I, you know, I just had a, we sat on the phone for, you know, hour and a half, two hours. And I just wanted to, you know, DJ, you you said it before. Like, I just wanted to speak life to her. Um, and during the call, she told me, she was like, she was like, I needed this. You know, I don't know what she's going through, whatever, but something came to me. It was like, people don't really understand the power of positivity. You know, like, I, you know, I'm from the South and I moved to New York and I used to tell everybody good morning <laughs> and everybody would be like, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, you know, if you say good morning to 50 people and 49 of them tell you, you know, don't respond, but that 50th person respond, you don't know what it did for that 50th person. You got to understand the power of positivity, the power of persistence and the power of progress. Like, it's not easy, but it's worth it. And that all ties into your legacy. It's very worth it. For at the end of the day, when you ain't here no more, when it, you know, when it's time for somebody to say something about you, they can be like, you know what? I don't really know Doc. I don't know him too well personally, but every time he came through my line at the grocery store, he always shared a word of wisdom and always smiled to me. And that really meant something to me. Or every time I saw DJ, you know, on the elevator going, going to the office, he always smiled and said good morning and have a great day when nobody else did. And, you know, things like that really do matter. So when Doc says people are more important than things, that truly does mean your relationships are going to get you in places and put you in spaces that your money might not ever get you into. That's big facts. You're going to have yeah. money. You're going to get money at a point. You're going to go knock on the door and they'd be like, your money doesn't matter here. Man. What have you done? Because this First room is this room is full of philanthropists. Exactly. Have you done any of that? Or have you been a Scrooge and withheld your money? Right? So understanding the power of positivity, you know, and pouring into others. You know, my cup ain't always full, but if I got a little bit in here, you know, I'll give it to you. You know what I'm saying? If my candle is lit and I give you a light, mine don't go out. Continue to pour into others. Be present. Like DJ said, you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to make a, make a decision and make a sacrifice. Do I continue to get it, you know, to continue to just, you know, fill my evenings up with meetings? Or do I say, you know what? I'm blocking out these hours so that I can sit down and watch a movie with my family. Or so that I can, you know, go out and help my organization clean up my community. Because pretty soon, you're going to keep giving the excuse to the people that you like, love, and care about that, oh, you busy, and they're going to support you because they see they see the vision of your legacy, like, oh, he's working hard. But at some point, they're going to stop asking you. And they're going to be like, well, you don't, even ask, don't even ask DJ. He's he always too busy. Or they're going to be too afraid to ask you. And you don't want that day to come because now you're, you're going to be so focused on the other part that now when it's time for the legacy to come up, they're going to be like, well, you know, he was always he said, busy. He said he sent the check every month, but he ain't really do nothing. Right. You pay, look, you paying your tithes to that church just so when it's time for you to bury you, they won't tell you you can't have your funeral there. I'm not trying look, I'm not trying to step on no toes. I'm just being real. Get a passion for progress. Get a passion for positivity. Like it feels good. It takes way more energy to be negative with people. It really does. It truly does. Like to be nice and positive, especially when you already there. Oh man, it's like it's like going it's like going to McDonald's ordering a large fry and they accidentally give you two, and you you know everybody in the car already said they ain't want nothing. Four other people in the car, y'all want some? 
no, we don't want nothing. All right, well, I'm just going to get me a large Friday in, and they accidentally give you two. You ain't got no problem with sharing that now. And even it's if you had it. just that large, you shouldn't have a problem with sharing it then. If you if you married, you should you should already know. Man, you better don't you go a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, look, 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 but look, yeah. So yeah, we look, look, I'm gonna wrap it up, man. Just remember the power of positivity, pouring into others, being present, having a passion for progress, and be a source. Be a source. Like DJ said, you ain't got to be a subject matter expert, but be a source for people. I enjoy being a person that people are comfortable with. No matter what, you know, you ain't got to come tell me all your business, but I enjoy that people, you know, consider me a friend. I take that as a, as a, as a, you know, a badge of honor. Like, hey, people consider me a friend. People consider me trustworthy and I don't want to mess that up. That's part of my legacy. So then now when people's people look at my people, they can be like, hey, well, hey, AJ was trustworthy. I knew him for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and he never did me wrong. I trust him. So now his name holds weight to where people will trust my people. That's part of your legacy outside of the money. And that's what I was talking about when you start. You're creating the micro advantage for the people that in your sphere of influence because of the way you respond, because of the way you behave. If I'm associated with you, I now have the advantage when I walk into a room because I don't have to earn trust. It's going to be given to me based on my affiliation with you. Consequently, I can lose trust in and a, in, in a, a, a level of respect if I'm affiliated or associated with the wrong people. So from a legacy standpoint, you got to protect it, too. But um, I know we're, 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 we're close to the end, bro. What you got for the good people before we toast them out? That was it, man. That ain't look, enough. Man. Look, I look no, I'm done. Hey, look, the, man, the tangibles. Through, we done went through the L, the P. The, t- <laughs> the tangibles is cues, there. Man. The tangibles cues, there. And like I said, I wanna yeah, I wanna set us up for a season to where we I don't know, kind of culminate a lot of things. You know, yeah. we 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 talk about things and before in this, you know, umbrella broad sense. And now we kind of going in on where it was really built off of, if we're being honest, the three L's. It was built off of that. Um, so, you know, and so I think this was a great starting point. It is International uh, Women's Day and it is Women's History Month. Uh, we've got some things lined up, uh, some cocktail convos with some powerful women. Um, so y'all stay tuned for that. Like I said, this episode has been brought to you by LaFlight87.com. Get you some. The spirit of fresh flight. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, look, I love you two gentlemen as if we were born and uh, and, and held in the same bosom. Uh, And we love all of our listeners. We love all of our supporters. Uh, Y'all are a part of our legacy just as much as our immediate family uh, and and, and networks are. Uh, Listen to some old episodes and get yourself up up to speed on how we do things over here, man. But right now, if you're listening to this one, Get your legacy in order. Write things down. Remember, Doc is a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. He wasn't just talking off the top of his dome. Destrian Wells is licensed and bonded in the financial securities industry for, what, 10, 15 years at this point. We don't just be talking. Look, we don't just be talking this because, look, you know, we ain't get this off the back of a matchbox, people. (laughs) I'm talking to people that's certified. Look, I just hear I'm just here to ask some questions because I'll be wanting to know for myself. And hopefully you all got some out of this. That is our hope and our prayer. We love y'all. And that's gonna do it for us here at the Brethren. Cheers. Brethren.